copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. San Rafael police calling all cars, attention all cars. Be on the lookout for a gang of housebreakers known to be operating in San Rafael. Further details to follow. Oh, yes. Come in, Holland. Something up? Oh, nothing new, but something has got to break up. 
This gang of hoodlums that have been breaking in houses around here. There was another robbery last night. I've been working on that gang for some time now, Chief, and they're a tough bunch to track. As a matter of fact, I've got a good idea who's behind them, but so far there's no proof. Nothing concrete. Well, it's up to somebody to get through. The citizens and taxpayers are beginning to get sore about it. I've been thinking over an idea that might work, Chief. It's the only way I can see to get them with the evidence. Maybe it'd work if I could have some help. What is it? Well, I've been watching a fellow by the name of Paranini. Sam Paranini. He's a Portuguese. A night watchman. And I've got a hunch that he's the bird that's engineering all these jobs. What makes you think that? Well, in the first place, he knows his way around this town. Been here for some time. And in the second place, he hangs around with a bunch of pretty shady-looking birds. Well, what is this plan you were talking about? Just this. If I could have someone to go with me, I could get some old clothes and let my beard grow and try to get in with a gang. And that way, I'd have positive evidence. That's pretty risky business, all right. How do you know they wouldn't recognize you? I don't, but I'm pretty sure I could get away with it for a while. All right. Here's what we'll do. You officially leave town tonight for a business trip, only you don't really leave. Tonight about 10 o'clock, you come over to my house and we'll go this thing out. You mean you're going to work with me? Exactly. We'll try this plan of yours and see what happens. Got any old clothes? I think I can dig them up. Good. I'll round up some of my own and we'll go to work. From tonight on, Howling, there are two less policemen in San Rafael and two more tramps in the freight yard. Pursuing this ingenious plan, Chief Kane leaves word that both he and Holloran will be out of town for a few days. Then that night, he and Holloran meet his home, change into old clothes, even apply a touch of makeup to complete their transformation. An hour later, as the 1120 Eureka night train pans into the little San Rafael station, two disreputable hobos swing from the last car and stand talking in the shadow of a side-track first car. Well, so far, so good. Anybody watching that entrance to town would think we were just a couple of the boys. I feel dirty enough to be a thumb. Hope I look like you. Don't worry, you do. As a matter of fact, if I saw you coming down the street and I was in uniform, I'd put him in jail on the backyard. Well, we can't stand here all night. Let's go over to the taxi stand by the station and see if the drivers recognize us. If we can get by them, we're a stint. Right, let's go. wonder if we can bum a cup of coffee. I could stand one after that train ride. Even though it was only a few blocks. Hmm, how'd you like to be a real hobo and do this all the time? No, thanks. I'm afraid I couldn't take it. Well, here's the test. There's one of the boys in front of his cab now. He knows me about guys. Come on. What are you going to say to him? Ask him for a flop or something. Watch him. <laughs> say, buddy, uh, where's the guy liable to find a flop house in this town? Me and my friend here just got in. We're dead tired. You're in the wrong town for that, buddy. This place still run no free hotels for fun, yet. And this might be a nice to wait us in the jail, huh? No, no thanks. Maybe we made a mistake stopping here. Come on, Al, let's get Okay, and thanks, buddy. Oh, uh, don't mention it, buddy. <laughs> Must have a good police department here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he didn't know you. Now what do we do? There's a place around the corner up here where Paranini hangs out. It's a sort of a dive. Maybe we could mosey in there and get an ear for him. I don't think we both ought to go in. I'll go in, you stick around in the near vicinity and see what happens. Well, if something does happen, well, just use your own judgment. And it better be good. Okay. Let's park something here then. 
I'll meet you up at the next corner in 15 minutes. Right. Good luck. Thanks. Thank you. What do you want? I want to come in. Who sent you? Eddie down at the pool hall told me I'd get a drink here. I just got in town today. Uh, all right. Come in. Thanks. It's kind of cold out there. Yeah. Heard you made good hot potties here. Thought I might take a crack at one. I don't like to let strangers in here unless there was somebody I know. I guess it's all right. Come on into the bar. Thanks. Hey, you got a nice way out here. Yeah. An order what you want at the bar. Right. All the day, buddy. Make it a hot toddy. A hot toddy coming up. Say, bartender, maybe you can tell me something. Maybe. I just flew in town today, and I was told to look up a fellow here. I think his name is Perinini. What about him? Hmm, nothing about him. I only thought maybe you could tell me if he was here tonight, that's all. I know a mutual friend of his from out of town. Yeah, he's here. Over there at that table. Hey, am I lucky? I wouldn't bother him right now, though. He's talking business, and he don't like to be bothered when he's busy. Is that right? Well, maybe I'd better wait a while, huh? I don't want to get him sore. That's a good idea, buddy. Here's your hot toddy. Well, boy, that looks good to me. 30 cents. Huh? Oh, sure. <laughs> Almost a guy. That's funny. That's the money a minute ago. Hey, what is this? I can't seem to find my dough. Must have lost it somewhere. But I can get some from my friend at the pool hall. Oh, you can get it from your friend at the pool hall, can you? Well, this ain't no free drink establishment. Come on, walk over. I haven't got any money with me, I tell you. I'll have to go and get some. Hey, Joe, come over here and help this fellow out, will you? There isn't any trouble. I just found out that I'd lost some money somewhere, that's all. I told this gentleman that I'd get some if he'd let me go downtown for a minute. I don't think you've got a damn your name. Help him out, Joe. The back way. Oh, pleasure. Come on, buddy. This way. Oh, wait a minute. There's no reason to get tough about 30 cents. That's what. It ain't the money. It's the principal. Listen, I'll walk out of here, but you're not going to talk me. What are you talking? <laughs> Hurled to the pavement, Pete King lies unconscious on the sidewalk until a passing pedestrian sees him and turns in a call to the police department. And a few minutes later, two officers arrive in the patrol wagon to pick up the supposed drunk. Here he is, Carl. Come on and give me a hand with him. Yeah, looks like a tramp. Probably been drinking canned meat or something. Yeah. All right. Oh, hello. All right. Seems a heavy one, eh? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the wagon now. Uh, easy. Uh, yeah. Okay, Tom. Have to come back to them. Let's go home. Right. Oh. Hmm. Now, take it easy, old boy. You're going to get a nice rest in the day now. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, well, in the name of all of it. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? Need your help? Uh, no, he's waking up. That's all.
Maybe all about this later. Meanwhile, I don't want you to say anything about it to anyone. Make out your report and simply state that you answered the call, found a man on the sidewalk, and gave him medical aid, and then released him. Your own satisfaction, I'll tell you this much. Paula and I are working on a job here in town, and we don't want anybody to know who we are. That's why the disguise. I never have to surprise from the last. You, you could have knocked me over with a, a bridge girder. Good. Wait a minute. Here's where I want to get off. Pull up here, Sergeant Woodard. Yes. Remember, I'm not a word to anyone about this. That's important. Right, you won't say anything. Good. Well, thanks for the ride. The first one I've ever had in the rear end of our patrol wagon. And it's not bad. Not bad at all. Bidding the bewildered officer goodbye, Chief King returns to the corner and meets Holloway, and together they return to the chief's house, where they each fasten heavy packs on their backs, hobo bags, one with blankets in it, the other with a small scrub machine gun. Thus, to serve any emergency, they proceed to a lumber yard next to Fernandez's house and make their bed between two piles of wood, where they can watch. All the rest of that night, the two officers keep a sharp watch on the activities of the Pyrenees house. In the early hours of the morning, they managed to get close enough to overhear what sounds like a large panel sliding back and heavy objects being moved. But due to the thick blinds on the windows, they can see nothing within. They learn, however, that something is being planned for the following night. So next evening, an old borrowed car, and still dressed in that old clothes, he came out to Holloway, pull up in the shadows a half block away from the house and wait for things to happen. Yes, it's the same one I saw the other day. I wonder what they're up to. Well, it shouldn't have long to wait. Here comes someone out of the house now. It's Serenades. And here come the rest of them. What the devil are they carrying? I can't see. It's too far away. Well, anyway, this is where we might have connection. They're loading the stuff into the car. Quiet. Let's we'll see what they do. We don't want to drop them suspicious of these poor others. They're leaving. Okay, let's go. Plenty of distance, fellow. I will. Hey, those birds are in an awful hurry wherever they're going. And they're part of it and they're trying to ditch it. Don't let them. Don't worry. I won't lose them if it's humanly possible not to. There's one to the right, that next corner. Get around it before they have a chance to duck in an alley or something. I'm doing the best I can with it. Hey, watch the fellow. There's something on a whistle. Someone over the hood with that toy. Oh, what? Oh, he thought it wouldn't hurt anything. Uh, come on. 
My car, huh? Death just breezed over at that time, too. I'm not breathing. Well, I'm getting time to get the car out of sight. It may say more tricks, and I don't want that nervous fingered bird with a 45 to satisfy his in on my head. Neither, Chief. I sure thought we were goners then. There they go around the corner. You want shot? No, wait a minute. I've got a hunch. Sit tight and give them a little time. Yeah, but they'll give us a slip if we give them much more time. Better that than a couple of lead slugs in the back. Oh, quite good, you see. Wait a minute. Quick, jump down and look as though you were Yeah, but... They drove around the block and came back to make sure. Boy, am I glad you thought of that. Come on, get this thing started. I think we can follow them safely enough now, just as long as we don't get too close. Okay. Yes, 
Let's go. Captain Holland, he's got a gun in his pocket. Sorry, but we're not going anywhere. Oh, yes? Did he get you, Holland? No, miss. Headquarters for reinforcements, the two officers start preparing the house. 
suddenly, when they were several blocks away, they see flames breaking out in the small bungalow. As they pull to the stop in front of the burning house, Jackson rushes out, jumps into the car, parks in front, and drives away in the direction of Perrineen. Letting him go, the officers do what they can to control the blaze until the fire department arrives, and then proceeds with the gang's hideout. Arriving there, they meet officers Kelly and Thor. I was just beginning to wonder what had happened to you, Chief. We ran into a little fire back here all the way. Unless my eyes are getting bad, the lad who shut it is one of his gangs. There's just one more thing we can turn on him. Arson. Right. Then let's get this over with. Kelly, you and Thor take the front door. See if you can get in without letting on who you are. Holland and I will wait in the back until we hear you get in. Then we'll bust in and meet you halfway. Okay, Chief. Good luck, boys. Same here, Chief. We'll see you inside. Right. Come on, Holland. Around the back. If we can get through the back door while they're talking to the boys at the front, we ought to be able to surprise them. I hope so. Tell me what they're doing. Someone talking in the habit of camera. Tell me what they're saying. Tell me the door should be at the front pretty soon. And then now, just have to go through this back door as soon as we hear them talking. Confidential file so that we may give you the true crime drama. 
and who further show their confidence by selecting Rio Grande Cracked gasoline over all others to power their emergency cars. If you want to know why Rio Grande gets so many contracts from the West, biggest cities and counties, ask your Rio Grande dealer for a free copy of the latest issue of the Calling All Cars News, which explains for the first time the secret of Rio Grande's famous patented cracking process. An exclusive refining method which gives this unusual gasoline many features suggest by no other brand. You get a lot of interesting things every time you drive into a Rio Grande city. An interesting free publication, some free police money which you can exchange for free gifts for boys and girls. And you also get a top grade motor oil, guaranteed to contain no useless bulky filler, no wax, no worthless petroleum jelly. Sinclair motor oils in cans at 25 cents and 30 cents a quarter have created a sensation in the oil industry by offering what is unquestionably the best motor oil money can buy. Please call you all cars, attention all cars, cancellation broadcast 121, regarding a robbery gang. Suspect in this case are now in custody. That's all. The narrator, Frederick Lindsley, is bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.